Hey everybody, welcome back to the For the Long Haul Podcast. This is Blaine sitting alongside Brandon. And today we're gonna to talk about what are red flags. Now, Brandon, what are red flags? Red flags, the flags that are colored red. All right, thanks guys for coming in. Appreciate you guys. See you in the next one. You can follow us on Instagram at just kidding. <laughs> okay, thank God. Honestly, I wasn't sure if that's where you're going. I was like, I think this is where he's going. I, it was it was fun. I had to go. Yeah, yeah. We had to, we had to do that. You know, that wasn't planned. It it was like he kind of hinted at it, but he didn't tell me his idea. I read it, the title, and I'm like, "You ready?" He, uh, yeah, I guess I'm ready. Like I rushed him, and then I'm like, "Here we go." He's he's like, <laughs> "Please get this right, Ben, and please get what I'm saying without me saying anything." And so I just was like, "Let's go." All right, Brandon. Yeah. So for real this time, what are red flags? Well, okay. Well. Red flags are basically, okay, it's like basically, I'm trying to think of the right word to say, basically, danger signs, I guess is the best way I can say it, or caution signs, like in a, and like any kind of relationship, whether it be romantic, friendship, or maybe a work relationship or something like that. Yeah. You know, we've all been seeing like how, I don't know, it's kind of become a meme or something like that, or something trending on like, you know, TikTok and Facebook is like, is like red flags, blah, blah blah, something like you know, you've seen yeah. those, right? Yeah, yes, it's yeah, just talking about things like these are signs or signals that um, you should watch out for. Like, if you see something like this, this is a red flag, and you, you know, stay away from red flags. Like, if there's a red flag at the beach, all you beachgoers know red flag means rip tides are strong, waves are bigger. Be careful swimming. Is that what comes from? Maybe, I don't know. Hmm. All I know is when you go to the beach. So the, the flags are for the rip currents. It's green, yellow, red. Double red means don't get in the water. Even though you can, it says don't. It yeah. means don't. Uh, so like double red is like very dangerous rip currents. Huge waves. Huge waves bring bigger rip currents. Okay, so if and, we do this in a video, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the more you know thing right here right now because uh, I actually okay. did not know any of that. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah. So uh, and I've we, been and uh, story time. Uh, short story, real short. Just, this is in Florida. Uh, this sounds like fun in Florida. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I've been. I don't know if it was a double red or a single red. It's double red seems dangerous. I'm sh- I'm sure I wasn't out there in a double red. Uh, a single red flag. And I was swimming when I was younger. Not too young. My, my parents slash more at least mom uh, would like you know keep me safe obviously, and as a protective mother, maybe more protective than others. But we'll gloss over that. And I feel, so, like, I feel like I feel like I, mine can maybe uh, make you run at your mom for that. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, so I was out swimming. I had my little boogie board, which is like a maybe length of a third of your body, maybe based on what size you get and whatnot. And then uh, we were out. I was in the water by myself and other people a little swimming here and there. But I was swimming, catching these huge waves, riding them all the way back in. It was a it was a blast. But to get the waves when they break you got to go wait where they're breaking at. So if they're bigger, they're going to break deeper than if they're smaller, they're going to break shallower. And uh, cause of the size of the wave, pretty much from my experience, I'm not a surfer or anything, but when they're smaller waves, they can get closer to the shore before they crash. And then versus bigger waves, they're further back and they're taller. So they'll, as they, they're bigger and it starts, it's weird looking at the screen and doing this since they're bigger, they got more up top. And so as they start to come shallower, it's too much to carry, and then it falls over 
further in the deeper water. So it does break earlier. Therefore, it's further out in the water. It sounds kind of sounds kind of weird when I'm saying it, but so the bigger waves break deeper in the water because they break first. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It sound, as I was saying, I'm like, that sounds kind of confusing. It makes sense to me, but and so so the big you have to be deeper for the bigger waves. That's why you see these surfers they swim out really far and getting on these big waves you know they're always floating on their board because they can't stand out there it's too deep and so i'm i'm not i'm not floating on my board i never go to a point where i'm floating because typically the waves never break that deep they're not that big in florida unless you get some really big storms so i'm out there it's a red flag so it's big waves but i'm like heck yeah i'm catching some big waves and uh Riding big waves, it's a lot of fun on the boogie board, which you put in your chest and go when you slide with the wave, kind of like a surfer, but on your body. And then, uh, and so I'm in the waves, right? And then, and then if they crash, you know, if they're too big, they crash earlier than the ones you're anticipating. So I don't want to go too far out because I can feel the rip pulling. After the wave crashes, extra water is surged towards the beach. And so the water naturally, you know, I have a glass of water, right? How it's flat. The water wants to replace the empty spots. So like, you know how you throw a rock into the water and all the, you know, the water, if you think slow-mo, it goes out away from the rock and makes like a circle. And then it comes back in violently and splashes up in the air. You should just a ripple. A ripple. Well, this is, I'm putting more energy into it here. So like you throw a water, yeah, a water of the rock in there and you know how it quickly aggressively. Wait, do we need to walk Johnson? You're going to throw him in the water? Yeah, man. He make a big splash. He's a big old muscly guy. Man's rock hard. And uh, that sounds weird. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> and so the water rushes violently to fill the space because it wants to be flat. And uh, and so because, you know, fluid like water. So the waves, if they're even bigger than the ones I made, um, that I'm anticipating for and it's too deep, I'm not comfortable with that, they're going to crash on me pretty much. And so as they're coming, if it's a really big wave, you have to anticipate you have to either swim underneath or swim over the top. Swimming underneath is typically the way to go because if they're really tall, good luck getting over the top unless it's not breaking just yet, but it's about to. And because uh, if you're not doing it right, it will break with you at the top, grab you, and pull you in and, and churn you up. And you'll be in the white water. And that's um, exhilarating, I guess, because you're literally like ragdoll underwater, like getting destroyed by Mother Nature. <laughs> and so... Uh, the story that I said was short, I promised, is seems like it's a little longer now because of how much I took to explain because I felt it was necessary for people who don't understand how a beach works, and that's fair enough. Some people aren't beachgoers. And so, all right, I'm out there in the water. There's some waves that are breaking earlier than I'm anticipating because they're bigger and farther out than I can get to what I'm comfortable with because I don't want to be sucked out to the ocean because that is so scary to me. I know I'll get back because I have something to float on. But that is that just that freaks me out. Now that I'm older, it doesn't freak me out as much. I know I can make it back. I know the signs of how rip currents work. And uh, but when I'm younger, I mean that was just so scary. Like that's part of the adrenaline, being out there for that. The water sucking you back, and your feet are in the ground, digging in the sand, holding on to it pretty much. And you're on the you're on this this gray area between safety of like I can stay here, catch big waves, but it's also scaring me. I'm gonna get sucked out to sea. That's what, this is the scariest moment I've had. Uh, and then a wave came over. It was too big. And then I didn't properly prepare for the wave. And so it grabbed me and tumbled me a little bit. I was like, oh, my God. And so 
and you know I'm not fr- I'm not freaked out yet. And so I you 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 twirling around like ragdoll under the water because there's so much energy in water. And then I get up. I'm like, okay, good. And I get up. Then another wave crashes, and this is what happens. And then so and then I'm feeling the the because it was such a big wave, the sheer force of it sucking outwards so violently that it's pulling me out. And I was literally starting to get pulled out to my tippy toes. And I was like, oh, my God, I am being sucked out to sea right now. I am not cool with this at all. And so it started, I got to where I was on my tippy toes like, oh, no. And, uh, and that's when you hit that fight or flight feeling like you feel the adrenaline. That was I felt the adrenaline of I'm on my tippy toes. I'm about to lose the ground. And uh, and so I, I don't remember much in terms of what happened after that. I, I didn't get sucked out to sea, spoiler alert. And uh, but I think I just, you know, I started like trying to swim a little bit. And then obviously I can ride waves, too. And so riding the waves back in and then not getting sucked up again. And then I got out of the water. I was like, that's too much. Okay, I had fun. That was great. I've been out here for a minute. Scared the shit out of myself. Let's go inside. Let's do something else. <laughs> but I think that was a pretty good story. And uh, in terms of just like red flags. Yeah, watch out for red flags. They can be dangerous if they're not just implied <laughs> with relationships and stuff. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, back to uh, what we're really here for about red flags. So with your intent here in this episode, Brandon, with red flags – you're intending this for more of like relationships, like work, like so that was professional and personal relationships, yeah. even family, family relationships as well. Yeah, because I've been seeing like, you know, the memes and all that, like, you know, some of them are like, you know, actually kind of like, oh, hey, actually kind of serious. Some of them are like, oh, hey, joking, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, if he's a fan of the Cowboys, watch out. That's a big red flag of the fan of One Piece. That's a red flag, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so I've been seeing the, some of the meme stuff, but I was been seeing some of the actual stuff and I'm like. Why not talk about this, you know? Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, obviously there's the joke side of things about that. And uh I'm like, oh, he likes the cowboys, that's a red flag. And uh and stuff like that. Week. That's pretty funny. We're not gonna get into that. And uh Brandon notoriously bashes the cowboys, and there you go. But he actually no, they've been doing pretty damn good this season. They've been that's doing it. damn good. And now he hasn't been bashing the cowboys. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I always simply should turn the bats on just because I love doing Just because the main reason is because last time they won the Super Bowl was before you and me were born. Here it we was go. a year before you were born. I was born seven months later. Because mm-hmm. last time they won the Super Bowl was in February of 1996. Yeah. I was born in September of 96. So I can always say the last time they won the Super Bowl was mm-hmm. the year I was born. And people are like, wait, how old are you? I'm like 20, blah, blah, blah. You know, whenever I said that to them, they're like, they look at me and they're like, fuck, I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> I just love doing that to older Cowboys fans just because I'm a little bit of an a-hole like that. Yeah. Like Blank can attest to that. I am a smart ass, smart ass and I'm an a-hole sometimes. That's Brandon. More of the smart ass for sure. Mm-hmm. The a-hole thing, unintentional. E. Smart ass. Um, so, but yeah. So back to, you know, red flags. So essentially, I mean, okay, what is the red flag? We mentioned that pretty much yeah. what you would call in our culture Dangerous toxic, science. toxic behavior. Yeah. Uh, toxic relationships. Everyone heard about that. Toxic people in your life. 
And so essentially, okay, so there's red flags or, you know, like behavior and things as we're talking about relationships here, not the beach. We've already had our fun. Yeah. And so next, like how to identify these red flags. Yeah, honestly, I think sometimes it can be just like, uh, and if it's in the, like a personal one, uh, it can be something like them always asking you for help and all that. But whenever you ask them for help, they always have some excuse of why they can't help you and all that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's honestly one I can think of. Those are people who are like users. Yeah. They you know, always want something from you, but they only want something from you because they know you don't have to give anything exchange. They only care about what they can get from you. And so if you want something from them, it's like, ah, I'm busy. I can't help you out. Even though you'd always do things for them, you, you thought they were kind of your friend. Obviously, you don't give – giving without expectations is the way to be, in my belief. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, those people constant they constantly want something from you, but they will never do anything for you unless they're going to get something back. You know, like, you know, if it happens like maybe once or twice, you know, that's nothing, but you know, if it's a, if you see, it's always a constant thing, then, you know, that's a red flag. Like say like, you know, you asking me to help you move one day and I'm like, Oh, sorry, can I have blah, blah. Then the next right. time, and then like, that wouldn't be a red flag, but then, you know, if you ask me, three times in a row to do something for mm-hmm. you. And each time I have an excuse, uh, like, especially if you know, it's a BS excuse, or, you know, I'm just lying, then, you know, that's a red flag. But if it's like one time I can, next time I can't, next next time I can, you know, that's not, it's not automatically a red flag whenever something they like, you know, they can't help you out the first time you ask. Right. If it's no, a yeah. Constant, it's a... If it's a constant, then, you know, that it's like a, a pattern of behaviors, essentially. Yeah. Sound like they got a little loud there for a second. A pattern of behaviors. And so it's, you know, it's easier to identify these things as a pattern. You don't just see, you know, I mean, you can get red flags off the first go, but it's more things you see after time and then time and time again. These things become, you know, identifiable. And then you start to understand what these things are and like, why is this stuff happening? And so. Like, one thing I saw, I don't know if you've seen this, I think it's from a video or something, it's, like, how people treat the wait staff at a restaurant. Like, you know. Ooh, yeah. Like it, I, I thought people especially use this as an indicator for a relationship, like, on the first or second date, that, like, you know, they use that as an indicator for a red flag. If they're complete a-holes to any of the wait staff, you know, they're like, okay, is this guy just, like, they're like, you know, this is kind of like a little bit of a danger sign, you know. Mm-hmm. He's being completely rude to them all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's – um, I've always heard that about being a red flag. There's not many people that, you know, I've known and had some form of a relationship with that have been rude to wait staff. But I'll say the person that I think of that has been rude to wait staff is uh, – was a red flag, was absolutely accurate. And uh, I was just I, whenever like the, this event happened, I was just like, "What? The, who? Who does that?" Yeah, I'm like, like it's like the thing that happened was like that was childish. Like, what? What? Why? Why? Yeah, or like, if they act childish over like you know, like small stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Overreact over little things, minor details. Overreact on the like you did something overreact on that and then they do something of the same caliber and it's fine exactly, um, yeah. that's double not standards. fair slash equal you know, double standards and um, that i mean that's i think that's a red flag because 
because then this makes me go towards because we're talking about relationships here. So either professional or, you know, personal relationships, you know, they're especially personal relationships and then like loving, you know, consensual relationships. Um, you know, you're a team, you work together, you do things together, you do things for each other, you do things for yourself. And uh, but at the end of the day, you know, you are a team, you work together and it's not going to work if you don't work together. So, you know, if you're if you're with somebody and ultimately it seems like you're not able to work together, it's, you know, it's a red flag. Like uh, another one, like, you know, this one is probably a little more professional, like, you know, them always asking you to like, you know, put in extra hours and all that. But, you know, they get mad at you whenever you're like, hey, can I leave early or can I um, get this day off and all that, you know? Yeah. And they just get mad at you, even though you put in a bunch of extra hours or extra done a bunch of extra stuff you're like that seems like you know that could be a red flag because you know you're putting in a lot of effort but you know whenever you take and that they ask you to put in like extra time or all that and then you know you ask out for like a day or to get out an, an hour only for xyz yeah and they get like i don't want to say pissed but like you know like kind of like attitude towards you yeah that's uh that's in my opinion, that's just bad management because you work with yeah. the people who work with you. And um, so if, if you got somebody that's a star achiever, that's this person like, Hey, would you mind working a couple extra hours today? Help us out. We really need it. Oh yeah. And they, they're always that person that's like, yeah, I'll help you do anything you need. And uh, you know, they stay and help and all this different stuff. And they ask for something from you and you don't provide for them. I mean, that's kind of the role of a manager is to serve their employees. And so at least that's my philosophy. And so I want to make their job I, as easy as possible as I can. And they still, have to, they still have to work. We all have to work. But my job is to help them. And I can't do my job without them. And so if they're star achievers that are constantly will do those extra things for me, I want to do the extra things for them that I can. And so, you know, there's within reason there's certain times that, you know, you can't always provide. But when you can you should if they ask or at least do your best to accommodate the some way meet them in the middle maybe they want a day off like i really can't have you have the whole day off but you know i could get you out a couple hours early though and uh, like stuff like that that's a compromise this shows hey i still care but i, I need you but i'm gonna at least work with you like one thing i can remember was uh back at my at my solo job so you know wait i always interchange mm-hmm. those worlds i remember one sunday this guy never called, never did any, like, never let us know that he was going to be an hour late into mm-hmm. a shift. Nobody knew. But, like, you know, when he walked in, uh, the assistant manager was like, oh, finally showed up. He's like, what, did you oversleep or something? And then was acting all friendly towards him. And I'm like, if that was any one of, almost any one of us, you would have had thrown a tantrum. You would have been pissed. Uh-huh. But it's because he, it's, it's but because it's him. He's one of your favorites. You're gonna let it slide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's just you know favoritism, and uh, you know. And if and the thing was, if that was my star-studded employee again, and I know, uh, he that, was complete crap. Yeah, I could tell by your attitude towards this individual. If that if that was you know the star-studded employee. That you know does a good job and all this different stuff that always takes care of me comes an hour late like oh I totally understand because he doesn't have a habit of doing that he doesn't have those red flags of 
coming in late all the time, coming in 10 minutes late every day, stuff like that. So they come in, at, if I, a star-studded employee of mine comes in late, I'm not even going to care. I'm happy you're here. Yeah. Like I had a, a newer employee that actually came in. His I don't know, his schedule must have been changed on more last minute for him. Because some people, what they'll do is they'll take a picture of their schedules at wherever oh, yeah. they work for the week. And sometimes there's like a change will be made. And you get an idea when you work somewhere if that kind of thing happens. And then, you know, you learn, should I check my schedule like on Wednesday again just in case or something like that? Wait, out of curiosity, if, if a change is made, do you guys not let the other person know? Or is it online so they can check it too? It, it's online that they oh, can okay, look okay. at it. And I, I didn't know anything about this change. I would have told them myself, but I didn't make the change. And, uh, but he was, you know, this particular individual was supposed to come in just two hours before he came in. His original schedule was to come in at like noon versus, uh, two, maybe it was two hours. No, well, at first it's actually like 11, which is like 10 50 when they come in. Um, so actually, act, it's actually like an hour, hour, 10 minutes, not two hours. And, uh, so came in he came in at the time that he thought he was scheduled for because that's what he has a picture of because that's what was on there originally but at some point it was changed and i didn't even know it was changed so i was like i was wondering I was like, hey uh what you know like what happened this morning he's like oh well, i was scheduled at 12 i just got here i was like oh really he's like yeah i got a picture of it i'll show you i was like oh you don't have to show me uh, you said you're, you're scheduled to come in at 12 it must have been changed at some point and um so i was like i'm just happy i literally told him i was like i'm just happy you're here and uh versus you know not being here like because if i thought you're coming in at 11 and you're not here yet i'm like uh-oh is he not coming in today what's going on and i, I literally told him that. i'm saying i'm just happy you're here and uh, it must have been changed you weren't told and so to me that's an example of good management and it's a newer employee this employee this employee to me seems good he yeah. uh, wants to constantly do things take care of things help me out be a contributor to the team and that's what i'm looking for i'm an easy going manager i just uh, looking for someone that works, does a job, and uh, I don't got much to say to you besides good job. Just do these things, take care of business. Whoops, and uh, and that's it. Like oh. that's how it goes. That's that's another red flag that could be in the professional manner that you just kind of mentioned. If they if they always if they always like you know criticize you, always tell you what you're doing bad, but they never tell you what what you're doing good. That's a red flag, you know. It's like, hey, yeah. let me know when I'm doing good. Let me know when I'm doing bad. Just don't let me know when I'm – don't just let me know when I'm doing bad. Let me know when I'm doing good and all that. Yeah, and that's a thing as well. And, um, you know, if you have someone that needs some work, you obviously have to critique this individual to improve them and make them a more, you know, your star-studded employee. But, yeah, you're critiquing them now. So then now you also need to tell them when they are doing these things right. So if something they were previously doing wrong and now they're doing it right or better, be like, Great job. you're showing improvement. I can see it. I am noticing it. And uh, good job on your progress. Like stuff like that. It's very simple and it goes a really long way. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, stuff like that, you know, that's a, that's a good flag, you know, not a red flag being up. They just like always are saying, hey, you, you, you're, you're always effing up, blah, 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 but never tell you when you do the good stuff. Mm -hmm. That's like a red flag. It's like, should I be here? Is this a toxic workplace and all that? Right, exactly. Like, you know, and uh, I honestly lost my channel of thought as I was about to say something. Can you see that? Huh? Look Can on the right, what? on the right of the screen. Unless you have me full screen. 
Uh, no, what am I supposed to be seeing? In the private chat, can you see that? Oh, I don't have the private chat. Uh, what about comments? Oh, no, oh, no I have comments chat. in private chats. I just wasn't on the private chat. Yeah, but is I can it? see it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what is it? It's a red flag. <laughs> I said a red flag emoji. I don't know. I just thought about it. I was like, I want this will work, I'm sure. And uh, sent it on the computer. That's funny. Well, cool. Um, of, um, what other kind of things you have to add? Take a water group break projects, here. you know. Oh, yeah. If you keep on working with the same group of people, but, you know, they keep on making you do most of the work, you know, that's obviously a red flag. And I think almost all of us have been there at some point, you know, where we have the two or one person that does almost all the work, and then the other two people don't do crap. Yep, that's how it goes, especially with school and stuff like that. It's not like you can fire them when you're forced to work together. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, especially if you keep on choosing them, but you know they're not going to do something, you know. That's like a red flag. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been on both sides of the coin. I mean, I always, I was never like the person that did nothing. But um, as I've grown older, I was always the person like, get shit done. I'm not yeah. doing all the stuff. Absolutely not. Uh, this is a group project, my friend. You're participating in this. I'm not doing everything. Yeah. Um. But and I've been on the lazier end of the spectrum, where because just you know, and in the coolest part about like the episode we did the other day, if it if it's a decision doesn't have to be made now, don't make it. I've literally said that a few times already to people, or uh, or just to myself. And uh, wait, since doing that or after doing that? Since doing that, like oh, okay. talking about it. And then, uh, and then there was another quote I heard the other day that I actually just added to my repertoire that I really liked, and I think it was even off of like Kung Fu Panda, and I, and I was just like this thing that somebody sent to our group chat on Instagram. It was just like uh, yesterday's wait, our, wait, history. Our group chat or like a, like Instagram? In, huh? uh, the no name one. Okay. Yeah. And then um, so yesterday's history, tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. That's why that's they call, they call it, the it a present. Yeah, that's from Kung Fu Panda. That's uh, from yeah. the first one. That's cool. If and, I remember uh, correctly, uh, sorry, if I remember correctly, that's whenever the old turtle guy says to the mouse, right before he kind of disintegrates into energy. Oh. And goes on to like the afterlife. Maybe that that would that line would fit there. I think. Yeah. But um, oh, that sounded like that came through loud. I've been slowly getting louder. I, I didn't hear anything on my it, end. This, it has auto. The, the auto volume up and down is on, so I think it, it'll probably come through. I just heard the feedback on my end, and it sounded really loud. But, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think where I was at because I was talking about using that quote or the, the theory already. Frankfurt, if, you don't have to make, if you don't have to make a decision, don't make a decision. Yeah, exactly. If you don't have to make a decision, don't make one. You don't have to make one now, don't make one. Yeah. And I've already used it a few times. That was building off of the side of something. I just forgot where I was at. I, I went into the side, into another side, and then I have too many sides. Because you said it reminded you about something somebody said to the group chat a couple of days ago. Yeah, and that was the video. Could you hear that? And then before that, hear what? I think a bus just passed by my house. Oh, didn't hear it. Okay. Uh, I don't remember where were we at before I got into that. So let's see. Last thing I said was group projects, red flags. If somebody makes you do other work, you're like, I've been uh, on both I'm ends back. and all that. I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, so I used it. I didn't know I used this theory, but I used this 
like that saying I've said it and uh, and I've also used it a few times already within a week and uh, but so in the group projects I was that person that as I got older like this would be towards college you know not the loudest person in the room and um because you know I would sit there and listen if I don't have to make a decision now don't make it and so I inadvertently was doing this. So if we were talking, like we were doing certain things, like work and stuff like that, instead of just being like the first person, like, oh, I'll do all this, I would just sit and I'd let them figure it out. And more often than not, especially the smarter individual of the group would accept more responsibility. And uh, because they knew they could perform well in that area. And they also wanted the good grade as well. So we had, you know, a mutual beneficial thing going on there. And so I, I would not make the decision at that time if I wasn't, I didn't have to, like they didn't ask me right then for a decision. So I would oftentimes be in a group and yeah, I would do my stuff, but I would end up doing less work than I needed to if we split it exactly four ways because it never works just like that typically. And uh, so I would, I would not make a decision unless I was asked to. Therefore, that my reward for choosing that behavior was I would typically have less work to do because they would choose their own things. But then I would pounce on certain things like if I knew it was going to be an easier section. I, I didn't always pick like the, the simplest little tiny thing. The thing that would be but, easier for you. Yeah. Basically. And then and now if it was obvious like this is going to be easier for me to do, then I was like, oh, I'll do that part. Like, boom, I would pick it really quickly because I'm taking my opportunity. But other than that, I would – choose to not make a decision until I needed to and um, in the past hmm. fun, fun well, time. You see, even we even we doing this podcast we have grown gone better since doing it and that's you know one of the things that you know the goal of this podcast is to get everybody to that next level I guess yeah just provide value is my uh my golden ticket right there, just to provide value. Mm -hmm. uh, providing value for myself. Can you is... think of any other red flags or like stuff that could be a red flag, Blaine? Because I, I honestly can't think of anything right now, really. Yeah, I think we, uh, you know, went through there and delved into some different examples and everything. Can you that? Was that outside of your house? Kind of. It's probably on 377. Oh, okay. I can't hear anything. It's sirens. I moved my foot, and then you said, "Do you hear that?" I was like, "Wow, you heard that!" And uh, and you said, "It's sirens." That wasn't me, but uh, yeah, I think we pretty much went through there, and um, you know, kind of brought up some examples, you know, pro professional and personal relationships, and uh, you know, things to look out for. But we didn't really talk about this. Is something that we should, you know, mention is how to handle these relationships. You know, these red flags, essentially toxic relationships. I mean, we've mentioned this at previous you know, podcast before, but essentially you, you give less time to, to these people. Yeah. You give less time, you know, you consider like if, if it's like, you know, um, a, a personal one, you know, you get less, you give less time and all that, or, you know, or you end the relationship, you know? Yeah. And if it's like, you know, a lot more work related, you know, consider, you know, putting in your two weeks, be like, Hey, don't think this is going to work out, blah, blah, blah. Thus you know, start ending looking for the relationship. Huh? <laughs> I said, thus ending that relationship. And, professionally, uh, right? So you're not going to be like... Professionally ending. You're not going to go to like your boss you. or whatever and be like, hey, we're breaking up. Be like, I'm Quick. breaking up with you, Mr. Boss. 
They'll be like, wait, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, in, a, in a relationship, you know, if it's like a romantic one, you can be like, oh, hey, and, yeah, hey, we're done, over. It's up. not you, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> and literally, I'm not just using that line just to get out of a bat, just to get out of this. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, you know, if it's, you know, if it's like, you know, friends or family, you know, start seeing them less, you know, I'll be like, be like, eh, I'm not going to deal with you. Or maybe just like, you know, not answering the cause and all that. Yeah, it's rough if it's someone very close. But at the end of the day, remember, you're doing this for you. This is where I bring in my being selfish to become selfless uh, philosophy that I have. Was that from that... Jordan? No. Okay. Um, I know Jordan gave you one thing. This, no, no, no. His it is was, uh, the thing that he gave me is joy. Uh, comparison, comparison is the thief of joy. Comparison is the thief of joy. Which I've been and, thinking about a lot recently. Mm-hmm. It it does a lot. You if you really think about it, it will do a lot. And uh, but you have to take it yeah. and absorb it and for listen me, to it. Yeah, for me, it's been like the n- try not to compare myself to other people, which. I have a bad habit of doing that. I mean, that one quote will help you as yeah. long as you think about it. I was thinking uh, about this about the about like a, when I was driving around door dashing yesterday because mm-hmm. I was just because you know I've been thinking about a bunch of stuff recently. Yeah, that that, that quote that, that will do a lot. Yeah, and then what else? I had a little something else I had there for a second. Uh, we were making our closing remarks. We were making our exit. Um, uh, oh, spending less time. Yeah, it's just spending less time with those people. It's harder and how it's hard. It's closer to you. Yeah. And uh, but this is my that philosophy. Might you have to be selfish to become selfless, and uh, so in order for you to provide that joint happiness to other people, you have to possess it yourself, and uh, because otherwise you can't truly fulfill that for someone else if you can't fulfill it for yourself. And so to really project that joy and happiness to others, you have to have it within. And so you have to be selfish to become selfless. So you have to eliminate, either eliminate those people from your life or remove them, I should say, or limit the time with those people who bring that toxic energy into the relationship, professional, uh, personal, however that is. And so, and that's up to you how you have to handle that. But the easiest way to do it is to limit the interaction with those people. Because then, because the only time you get that toxic, you know, energy is when you're with them or talking mm. to them or maybe texting them. And so limit the interaction. Spend the time with other people that you have joy from being with them and like, you know, positivity and stuff like that. It sounds so simple, but it is that difficult and that simple all at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Well, Blaine, I forget. What can they find us on Instagram? Well, it's not the only thing you forget. You also forget which podcast we're doing. So you guys can find us at Four. That was, the, just, that was the fourth podcast. episode we recorded today. Not, not this one. <laughs> you do it like every time. It's bad. 50, bad, 50. bad, bad, bad. What, what now? 50-50. 50 too much. That's a quarter, man. Two sides of a quarter. 50-50. They don't do missions to Mars on 50-50. <laughs> but this is the stake. We have no high stakes. We just like, all right, restart. And uh, but you guys can find us on Instagram at Ford Long Haul Podcast, or if you guys want to send us an email and, or see a picture of Brennan drinking a bottle of water, <laughs> you can email us at fdlhpodcast at gmail.com. One more time, fdlhpodcast, you know, like Ford Long Haul Podcast, 
FTLHpodcast at gmail.com. All right, you guys, until the next one, you guys have a good one, and watch out for those red flags. All right. Y'all stay safe out there. Don't don't go too far out in the water if it's a red flag. <laughs> I think Gotti said that. You wanted me to say that? Was that your cue? I just knew. Mm, not exactly, but I was hoping you would say it. I didn't think you had a cue, but it was my yeah. time. All right, we'll see you guys in the next one. All right, later.